You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to today's episode of 21 Questions, presented by you, the listeners of KCSN. Really appreciate you guys asking us questions, hanging out with us here on this Sunday, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm glad you hopped on to join me with 21 Questions. Trying to get more people in the rotation with 21 Questions. Yeah. How you been? I've been great, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're close to the regular season kicking off Thursday night against the Lions. Yeah. Got to see some quality preseason football from a lot of young guys, and um, we look good. So I'm excited to see what the, the regular season looks like. Absolutely. So we're doing this a little bit different. We usually release these episodes on Tuesday, but with the Chiefs playing on Saturday, they've they've thrown the whole preseason schedule off, Jeff. Do you remember, I don't know if this is just something I made up in my head, but I feel like all like the final preseason game was always on a Thursday, and now it's like Saturday at noon is when this preseason game is next week. You're, wild. You're correct. I, I think that was a, a changeover in the schedule when they um, condensed it to three preseason games. Gotcha. And now, I guess since there's a there's only one cut down date, so um, that changed as well. So I don't know transaction wise um, how that affected the schedules, but obviously we're starting to play out with it, them playing games on Saturdays now. It's it feels a little weird um, for it to be on a Saturday, truthfully, but. Um... Nevertheless, here we are. But uh, 21 Questions is brought to you by uh, the, the people in the KCSN Discord. If you're not a part of the KCSN Discord, go to kcsn.substack.com. You can subscribe there for $30 a month. Not only do you get access, uh, $30 a year, sorry, not $30 a month, uh, $5 a month if you're into that. Uh, you can get access to the Discord as well get uh, our premium film breakdowns from Matt, Craig, and Kent as, as well as a part of that. So good stuff there on the Discord. We've got a lot of questions, so let's go ahead and dive into them, Jeff. Uh, this is from Just Tailgating. He says, old school question. We used to be told that missing preseason made you more susceptible to injury. There is some anecdotal but not analytical evidence to support the theory. Having said that, what is your level of concern with Chris Jones being injured after skipping all of training camp? For Chris, not so much because he's, he's, a, he's a veteran guy. He, he knows what it takes to get in shape. Not just get in shape, to get in football shape. He's played a lot of games. Um, if anything, it's going to do, do well for his body. Mm-hmm. Um, for Chris, but that's a good way of thinking, especially for a young guy. I mean, the best way to get in shape for football is actually playing football. Yeah, and I mean, statistics show if you look at the analytics, um, guys that don't play in the preseason or, or or guys that, whether it be for holding out or injury reasons, um, tend to early in the season, you know, get hurt. Um, and it's a lot of soft tissue things, not major injuries, but hamstrings, those types of things, things that, you know, are adjacent to, you you know, getting back in shape. So um, there's concern there. Um, but with Chris, I wouldn't be too concerned. It is interesting, too, because you're seeing this shift, to, especially with coaches. A lot of the younger coaches are, like, not playing the starters at all um, for sake of injury in terms of preseason. Andy Reid always has played his starters yeah. in preseason games, and you can see maybe that uh, – I don't know, Jeff. I guess I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think that that helps the Chiefs not get out to the slow start that maybe some teams also have? 100%. It's also why, historically, Andy Reid's always had fourth-quarter teams. Mm. you got some really physical fit guys out there. I mean, it's no joke. His camps are 
and you hear about them, they're tough. I mean, it's it's an old school way. Um, I think it's even tougher now with it being one practice because he's kind of yeah. two a days. You, you break it up, but with with one practice, it's just one long ass practice. But um, it's gotten guys ready. Um, and if you can make it through an Andy Reid training camp, you're usually going to make it throughout the year, especially if you make it out of those first couple of weeks healthy. That's why the roster pretty much stays healthy because of the training camps. Chiefs have been very fortunate in terms of injury luck past couple yeah. of years. Um, it, it does make a lot of sense. But uh, next question here is from uh, our friend Charles Goldman. He asks, what is Andy Reid's favorite cookie society flavor? His favorite is sweet potato pie. I mean, he talks about it all the time. And I send him up. I send it up to him quite often um, during the season, during the holidays. Um, you got to do everything in moderation, but that that's his favorite cookie. Ooh, that, I know you've talked every time we've talked about it. You said that that's one of your favorites as well. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't. I haven't had the chance to try that one yet. And I'll, I'll get some to you. I appreciate. It. I I I'm kicking myself because I was supposed to be down there at a O line mastermind. Something came up, couldn't be down there. And I saw you had the guys had the truck parked out. Yeah out front and so i was like man when bj tweeted out that picture i said doggone it i should have been out there all good man i'll get the truck up to kc Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i gotta figure it out figure out a pop-up situation what are the what are the flavors of the month right now i guess we're about to go to September. Uh, we're going to september but right now we have a strawberry toaster strew cookie a rice crispy cookie a texas sheet cake cookie and we have a i'm missing one i mean I mean, they're all amazing right now. I'll, I'll think yeah. of it later, but it's 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 some good stuff. You guys are good on TikTok too. I always see you guys' TikToks pop up uh, on my feed, so uh, make sure to go follow them. Obviously on TikTok, but no, uh, great stuff. Uh, I love all the cookies that you guys got there. But uh, sweet potato pie makes sense for Andy Reid. When you yeah. said that, I was like, oh, that tracks. Uh, that 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 is a it's very on brand for Andy. All right. Next question here is from Joel Penfield. He said, since they sell beer bats at baseball games, what should the equivalent gimmick beer holder be at football games? Hmm. That's a good question. I would probably go with a, I don't know, man. That's tough. I guess a, a holder, like a field goal holder. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Or or not a field goal holder, but the, the kickoff holder. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe even, I mean, some type of gimmicky football type situation that opens up yeah. like a class and drink out of that. But I mean, we yeah. want some Super Bowls, so maybe we get a replica of that. Travis. Or get a ring. They'll, oh, yeah. The Lombardi. The actual Lombardi. 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 You know, a lot of people took offense to that, you know, when Travis did it. Um, even though, yeah, you know, but I, I think um, it's all fun to me. People will take offense to anything. So, yeah. Um, I think that's uh, the first. My first thought was like an actual football, right? But it's probably like hollowed out in the middle. Yeah. And with like the top, you can kind of pull pull off. Maybe it just doesn't even have a top. Maybe it's just a cup with the with the beer bats. They don't have like a top on them. So, yeah. Um, the other thing I thought of was like a, a goalpost would be kind of tough because there's just a bunch of different ways, go, a bunch of different. You, you know what? You know what? I got one a pylon. Oh, there it is. That's a good one. That you know, just the the shape of it, it bodes well for for a chug. Yep. I, I think a pylon would do it. That's genius. A pylon. There it is. We figured it out. Listen, Chase, you can have that one for free. Um, that that idea is free. Honest. Thank you. Uh, all right. This one's from Casey. In Casey, he says, "Hey, Big Jeff, what are the most critical and challenging aspects our new tackles have to consistently command for the O line to achieve whatever their ceiling may be with this group?" Um, just getting into that, that, that rhythm, um, 
that continuity is really important. And the only way you build that is with reps and time. Um, and usually with a new group like this, you want to come out the gate smoking. You want to come out all wheels on fire and turn in the right direction. But it's going to take some time. I think I think they're going to do well. They look awesome right now. Yeah. Typically, you don't see, like, Patrick hasn't been touched. It's unbelievable. The one thing that I have noticed from a Caden standpoint is Jawan Taylor, this guy gets off the ball. Like, he's moving like a tick faster than everyone, um, which is kind of allowing the defensive end to go up another. Now, he's recovering really fast. He's not giving up any pressure. And Pat's doing his thing, rolling out the pocket, making some plays off of it. But um, Jamar's going to get used to that cadence and that rhythm. And and I think they're going to get used to one another. So that's the one thing that we got to look forward to. And instead of last night on the postgame show, him and Lane Johnson are like in content, contingent for the fastest off the ball. It's uh, ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, Jawan even looks like like he moves so clean, too. Like mm-hmm. watching him, it's just like, wow. Like, you can tell he's like incredibly athletic, and we saw the videos when the Chiefs signed him of him just doing some insane workout exercises. But no, Chiefs' offensive line did play really well. No quarterback hits in the uh, in the first, I think, two games. So that's a that's a big change from where they were last year, allowing the most pressures to now in the first two preseason games. Now to the Cardinals and the Saints. So I don't yeah. think any world beaters, uh, but not allowing any quarterback hits is still a big deal. I mean, athletically, skill-wise, on paper, these are the best tackles that we've had. Now, production and potential are two separate things, right? My coach used to always tell me in college, um, potential will get you fired, you know? Yeah. (laughs) If someone keeps telling you you have the potential to do something, that means you're not doing it. So um, they have the potential to be the best group that Andy Reid has had, um, but they got to do it. So we'll see. I thought Donovan Smith even played really well too. I know a lot of people were apprehensive about Donovan Smith, especially coming off a year where he he admitted in his in his opening press conference that he played through some things that he probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 Tampa Bay offensive line um, had a lot of injuries on it last year. He was playing left tackle for him, and his left guard was seemingly different every week. And and Jeff, I'm kind of curious. Uh, oh, this is a this is a question I'm throwing in now. Uh, how much how how hard is that if you're playing with a different guy with you like every week right next to you? very difficult um, from a communication standpoint and from a trust standpoint. You don't know, as a left tackle, right, primarily you're on the island, you know you're going to be one-on-one most of the game. But yeah. there are certain um, instances where you get help from your guard. Um, and when you know you got a guy next to you and he's going to be there, it gives you more confidence, right? When you're next to a guy that you haven't played with and you don't know, it kind of throws you out of whack. Um, so that's why the continuity piece of offensive line is so important, playing next to the same guy. Oftentimes, that communication isn't verbal. Like, when you play with a guy for so long, you don't even say anything to him. And you can give him a look or, you know, he knows the situation. You study film with this guy constantly, so you see the game the same way. It's like you're playing next to your, your clone. Like, you're thinking the same way, you're stepping the same way. It's really – it's it's a beautiful position, man. Like, offensive line play is it, – it is the ultimate team position. Like, football is the ultimate team sport, but within that – there's no group in sports that has to play together like the offensive line. So that's the beautiful part about it. But it takes time. And when you're playing next to a guy that you haven't had that relationship with or it's a constant change out, it's hard to build that. And I tried to, when the Chiefs signed Donovan Smith and kind of trying to put some context into Donovan Smith last year, I really tried to emphasize that part of it of like, hey, mm-hmm. 
Like he might not have had the best year last year, but like if you look, the turnover on that offensive line is insane in Tampa Bay. They had a lot of injuries. Last year. And I know we've been talking a while about this question, and maybe a question later in the show that kind of gets this answer. But uh, what people need to take into consideration is Kansas City's offense is an O line friendly offense. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, um, yeah, you have to be good to play, right? But like you could put some guys out there that aren't overly athletic, that aren't you know, maybe, you know, top tier starters, and you could get by with them because of the scheme. Mm. Um, the way Andy Reid sets things up, um, he knows what he's working with. Um, he's gonna adjust, he's gonna make sure that he creates a good environment for the offensive line. And when you got guys that are, are great players in that system, you see things like you're seeing in this in this preseason where Pats I couldn't touch, right? I mean, it's it's just the defense has enough to think about with all these formations, shifts, motions, and all the different things they do, you know, from a skill position standpoint that it makes it hard for them to actually get a pass rush more. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I'm very excited, very, very encouraged about the offensive line. But Jeff, we're gonna have to take one break. We'll take it, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with more of your questions after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? We've got to interrupt today's podcast to tell you about our friends at Factor. And with the busy season just around the corner, school's starting up, football's starting up, sports are starting back up for this season, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals for these jam-packed days. And Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up with Fresh chef prepared, dietitian approved, ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy with your end of summer goals to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factors, get the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up while still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality that you need. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy to get back to crushing your goals. Refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat. You can choose from 34 weekly flavor-packed dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. And then you can level up as well with their Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. I put in an order with Factor. I got a chef's choice, so I'm excited to see what they send me there with uh, Factor. So here's what you got to do. You got to head to factormeals.com slash KCSN50 and use code KCSN50 to get 50% off. That's code KCSN50 at factormeals.com slash KCSN50 to get 50% off. Now let's get back to the show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We'll go back into 21 questions here on KC Sports. So we're hanging out with Former Chiefs offensive lineman Jeff Allen. Jeff, I, I've been uh, loving the pictures you've been posting of uh, your, getting your room behind you set up. What's your favorite jersey you got hanging up back there? My favorite jersey hanging up right here, man. I I can't pick. I'm gonna have to be a politician right That's now. That's fair. <laughs> right. Uh, um, every single one of these jerseys up here, though, um, play a significant part in my life. Just not from a football mm-hmm. standpoint, but just during those times of like friendship and the brotherhood that I built. A lot of these guys up here on my wall over here. Our, our old college teammates, former roommates, and, and when you think about that, like I went, I went to University of Illinois. Um, my recruiting class had three first round picks and three second round picks. That's Holy we have more top fifty picks in my recruiting class than any school in the country, which is wild to think about. But I think back on that time, out of those six guys that got drafted in the top fifty picks, four of us were roommates, and, and it lets you know. Um, and, and it wasn't like obviously we we're good, but we all had the same goal in mind. We all worked and held each other accountable. And when I tell young guys, it, it matters who you surround yourself with, right? Mm. That surround yourself with like-minded people, and that's what you're going to become, right? If you're in a room with a lot of people that are striving for the same thing, um, if you want to be a millionaire, right? Hang out with a bunch of millionaires, and you're going to find your way in that room one day. So it's the same thing. Surround yourself by like-minded people that are striving for great things, and you'll be great too. I love it. Good stuff there. I've yeah, if you don't follow Jeff on Twitter, or, <clears throat> I remember I think it was Twitter where you posted all the pictures of, of yeah yeah jerseys up there. Yeah, uh, but my favorite is Patrick Williams. I mean, he got me a ring. So that's I, that's <laughs> all right, I said I'll let just to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> that is an incredibly fair. It'd be my favorite too. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the questions. Let's get back into the Discord. Uh, this is from uh, Zach Fowrickle uh, McMuskin. Uh, hey, Jeff, what is your favorite barbecue meat to smoke yourselves? Brisket, 100% brisket. Um, it is the standard meat in barbecue. It is the toughest. Um, there's so many different um, techniques. There's so many different styles. Um, I'm down here in Texas. Oh. So I'm doing a Texas style now to fit in. Um, <laughs> but putting the Kansas City twist on it because I'm bringing a burn ends. Um, and they don't do burn ends here. So they try to, but they don't know how to. So. Risky. It's true. Texas barbecue does try to do burn ends. They're not. They're not. They're nowhere near when you get the the ones at uh, Joe's or, no. or Jack Stack or wherever you want to get your barbecue. Kansas City does burn in so much. Better. I call them chunks of brisket here. It's not burn ins. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they are. Burn ins personally is my like favorite part of like a barbecue. Yeah. Um, when you get like that whole brisket and you get that cap where you can do the burn ends with and just like when they're made right and they just like melt in your mouth. That's just mm-hmm. like. It's perfect. It's yeah. so good. 
Definitely. All right, let's move on. This one's from Casey and Casey. He said, Jeff, is your South Lake Cookie Society location open, coming over from North Fort Worth to support you? Not open yet. Um, the target date is late October, um, at least early November. But we're coming right before holidays. That's perfect. Um, you guys, is that your third location then? That? That's that's our third location, and we're working on we're working on number four right now too in the Dallas area. So um, can't give all those details yet because we haven't signed the lease. But right, pretty, we're pretty close on it. Love to hear it. I remember when we first I, th- I think when you guys had first started doing. A podcast in here at KCSN, you were getting settled in the first in that in that second location. Yeah. Um. So love to see love to see that growth happening, man. Thank awesome. you, man. I appreciate it. Let's. Uh, oh, this is also a question from Casey and Casey. If the guys in the line room were Cookie Society cookies, what flavors would they be? Okay. Um. Trey Smith would be oatmeal raisin because he's old school. Mm. And when I say old school, I'm talking about the way you play football. Is is a throwback fashion. Uh, tough. The cookie isn't tough, right? But right. I'm talking about just when you think of cookies, you think about classics, oatmeal raisin, chocolate chip. Those things are classics. So he's a throwback type of player. So he's a throwback cookie. Um, I would say <clears throat> um, Joe Thune. I would say he is a chocolate chip. He's reliable, right? Yeah. He's a chocolate chip cookie. He's reliable. He's dependable. You know what you're gonna get. Um, and he's the he's the gold standard, right? You go anywhere, it doesn't matter what they're selling cookie wise, you're gonna try that chocolate chip because if you got a good chocolate chip mm-hmm. cookie, that means um you probably got other good cookies. So he's a chocolate chip. Um Creed is a ooh, I'm gonna say Creed is a um man, strawberry toaster strudel cookie. Mm. I mean, that thing is magnificent. It is it is packed with a lot of fun, and um, it's stout, right? Yeah. <laughs> that That is Creed, man. That dude is, um, he's just a beast, man, right? He is. And he will, and you see Creed, right? He's a tank, but he'll surprise you with the grace that he has, man. The way that he moves, he's, and that's a strawberry toaster sugar cookie. Um, Jawan, I'm going to go with, um, man, what is Jawan? Jawan probably would, would be like a, a a salted caramel cookie, right? Okay. Smooth, silky. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, graceful, like just one of those things that you look at and you say, man, that looks good. That's, mm-hmm. that's Jawan. He looks the part. He moves great. He's just, he's a smooth guy. And I would go, for Donovan, I would go with, um, man, banana pudding. That thing is one of those things that surprises you. Um, it stood the test of time with our company, and it is the thing that made us that made us Cookie Society, right? Mm. Donovan has the potential to solidify this offensive line, right? He plays the most important position in football beside quarterback because he's protecting the quarterback. So if he can stand the test of time and be that key for us, that call, um, we're going to be all right. That was very good. Like I, I've had the banana pudding one too, and you're right. It's like surprising because I was like banana pudding. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know feel about this, and then I then I ate it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it's just like it. It it does, and it's insane. Um, that's a, that was really good. Uh, I'm very impressed by your uh, cookie matching abilities. But I mean, the the salted caramel for Jawan makes a ton of sense. Oh, 
no notes, 10 out of 10, no notes. Let us know uh, in a, in a five-star review. If you're leaving a five-star review on today's podcast, let us know uh, what your cookies uh, for the offensive line would be. I yeah. uh, love that question. There. That's a great question. That's a great question for sure. Uh, from Casey and Casey. Uh, here's one from Lee87. This one might be a little bit tougher, Jeff. He, he wants you to give your five best offensive linemen of all time. So I, I guess it would be like your, your I'm not going to say Mount Rushmore because there's five guys on there. Yeah, but like I guess it would be your your all time five. All right, so so all of this is, is subjective, right? Um, obviously, historically speaking, if you look at the game, you could easily pick a top five based off of history. You know, all statistics. Although we don't have a ton as offensive linemen, but everyone knows those five that that study the game. But for me, right, this for me, uh, who the guys that inspired me growing up, I'm going to go with. Um, for sure, Walter Jones, right? That's the reason why I wore number 71. Yeah. I grew up watching Walter Jones. Um, yeah, I just felt like I wanted to be that guy. Um, then Orlando Pace, right? He was the first offensive lineman that got that put flair on it, right? That was getting the attention and notoriety as a skilled guy, right? He, he was, what what was it? He, he had Heisman votes. I think he was second place. I mean, the yeah. guy almost won Heisman as offensive lineman. And... Um, after that, I'm going to center. My favorite center of all time may surprise a lot of people, but I'm from Chicago is Owen Cruz, right? Mm-hmm. Tough son of a gun, um, durable, dependable. And when you talk about a guy, his personality matching a city, like he was, he was, he was blue collar, came to work every day with his lunch pill, and he represented the city of Chicago really well. And um, I couldn't help but admire it as a kid in Chicago, seeing what he did. Um, Favorite guard, um, I'm going to go with um, Will Shields, man. Yeah. I mean, um, one another one of those guys that's like ultra dependable, really durable. Um, wasn't flashy at all. At all. Will just got the job done every single day. Not just games. Practice. I mean, he, a guy that plays like that, you know he's, he's coming to work every day. And he's, he's doing the same thing day in and day out. And that's how you create consistency. And that's why you saw it. That's why it's Hall of Famer. And then after that, I'm going to say Hutchison. I mean, I, I, like I said, I grew up a Bears fan. So, yeah, obviously he's in a division in Minnesota. So I got to see him play a lot. Um, and he, he was one of those guys, the same, similar type of guy, really dependable. And it's a constant thing. You talk about offensive linemen, right? Talk about dependable guys. Mm-hmm. We play 70 to 80 snaps a game. And in order to be a great one, you can't make mistakes. I know it's a ton of pressure. It isn't ideal. It isn't fair sometimes because other positions could – I mean, we saw Rasheed Rice drop a ball, right? Yeah. He was able to make up for it. But if I give up a sack, force fumble, touchdown, and then the rest of my plays are great, you're going to always talk about that, and then I'm going to look like crap. But this is a part of the position, and that's how we deal with it. So those are my guys, and I'm sticking to it. I love it. I even put you on the spot with that. Didn't give you a single heads up. You were able to rattle those off. I'm I'm impressed that you had those ready to go. No, nah, man. I those are my guys, man. Obviously, it'd be a different list if you if it wasn't my personal opinion. If yeah, just talking about just facts. I, I would have different guys, but those are the guys that inspire me. So those are my five. I love it. Absolutely love it. There. All right, let's get uh, another question in before the break. Uh, this one's from Mike Denny. He said, "Hey Tucker, what's it like to host a show answering questions?" Where none of the questions are directed at you. Uh, listen, I enjoy asking Mike or Jeff questions. So I was thinking about you know you and you and Mike doing your yeah, podcast together. Um, 
<laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes I'd mix you guys up. I'd, I'd switch your first names and last names around and everything like that. But uh, no, really do enjoy just like getting to listen to you and Mike just talk football. Um, yeah. So like it, it doesn't bother me at all when I just get to listen to you guys talk about the game. We, we did that podcast where we talked about uh, the one-on-ones. Uh, yeah. The one-on-one sessions I thought was uh, really informative and I learned a lot just kind of sitting there and just, just being around for it. But people just can't take one-on-ones very seriously basically no. when it comes down to. No, they can't take them very seriously. I mean, we see like Pat hasn't gotten touched in the game. Like that, that pocket moves. There's bodies all around. Um, and with this group that we have, I'm not worried about them losing one-on-ones in practice. No. And a lot of that too is I know Jeff that you brought this up. Guys are working on different stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the defensive line could be working on something that is goes completely against what you're working on. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff like that. I think rush lanes are important when talking about winning one on ones. If you see a guy cut all the way inside to like where the center would be, um, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, he won that rep." No, no he didn't. <laughs> he did not win that rep. Um, yeah, but I I don't know if you saw this clip, uh, Jeff, but. Ben Sewell was going up against Kayvon Thibodeau in a, in a joint practice the Lions and the in the uh, Giants were having, and someone tweeted out, like, Kayvon Thibodeau won this rep, but, like, it wasn't even, like, Ben Sewell was in front of him the whole time. Yeah. And he, he he's out of a rush lane, too, but uh, no respect for Pinay. Yeah, no respect. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of what that would look like in a real-life game situation. Obviously, the general public thought Pinay lost that rep because they, they don't understand football from <laughs> – <laughs> but all right so the the play this last game against the cardinals where um pat rolled out the pocket and threw that touchdown to, to um justin watson um Jawan had a similar type of rush where the guy kind of got underneath him and he just mm-hmm. washed him down pat rolls out the pocket drops a dime touchdown that that's usually what happens because the defensive end has responsibility right yeah and we if you don't have a person replacing you in that c gap you go up and under, and the tackle washes you down. The quarterback now has a free escape, and he's rolling out. And and a lot of times, especially with Pat, that's where his magic happens, right? So you you open up all type of lanes. He can see the field better, and, and it results in the touchdown. Yeah, I don't think uh, from what we've seen so far in the preseason, don't think people have much to worry about when it comes to uh, to one on ones. No, we can see him anywhere. They broke for camp now. Uh, I'm sure this was probably one of the best times of the year for you as you break from. Uh, yes. Joe getting back home. Uh, but we've got some more training camp questions coming up. There's a really interesting one, but we got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. What's good, everybody? It is Ben Heisler from Benny and the Bets here on KCSN. And if you are ready to go the distance and improve your golf game like I am in the process of doing, I want you to head on over to PXG right here in Kansas City and take the PXG Gen 6 Driver Challenge. They are confident in the Gen 6 that they're putting their money where their mouth is. If their Gen 6 Driver does not deliver more distance, more carry and roll, higher dispersion compared to your current driver when you go in for a fitting, they got you covered with a $100 MasterCard reward card. That's it. Going for a driver fitting. See if your driver is up to their driver. And if it is, you get a $100 MasterCard reward card in the process. This is an unbelievable opportunity to upgrade your game with a custom fit PXG fitting. I've had it at the Kansas City store with Alex. It was one of the great experiences I've had in a golf fitting period. So 
take the PXG Gen 6 driver all throughout the month of August and get ready to hit those fairways with confidence. So visit your local Kansas City store or head on over to pxg.com for all the terms and conditions. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. It's 21 questions here with Jeff Allen, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman. This question is uh, from for you, Jeff. Uh, has to do with training camp. This is from C. Andrea. For Jeff, what do the off-duty hours of training camp in St. Joe look like? Are you guys just chilling in the dorms, or do you get to leave if you want? Um, you get to leave. So you get to go back to Kansas City, um, see your family, so that's the best part. For the young guys, um, I guess they get to go and, I don't know, the young things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me, um, I got married early. Um, I had kids early. So the most exciting thing was being able to get back and see my family, um, see my wife, see my kids. Um, and enjoy that time. We had a lot of grand plans, right? We always would say, hey, a day off, we're going to do this, that. And I go see them, give them a hug. We go get something to eat. And we have more plans, but I end up falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'd fall asleep. And I would I would wake up the next day and go back to St. Joe. That was my, that was my off day. I, I always see the guys uh, on the off days. I think, you know, Brittany will post some stuff with Patrick when he comes home. And, and, and I always, I'm always really curious about that. But when you're up in St. Joe, too, and, like, you don't have practice, you guys can, like, go and get something to eat, right? Like, you yeah, don't yeah. have to stay on the you, campus. You don't have to stay on campus. I mean, even during days that are off days, right? I mean, one of our rituals, <laughs> um, when, when Rodney Hudson was there, during our hard days when we have a bad practice, where we get sued out, we go to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> go get some spicy nuggets, man. Go get a Frosty. And that would make us feel better. Those spicy nuggets are special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are special. I wish, uh, speaking, of, speaking of spicy nuggets, I wish Chick-fil-A would do a spicy nugget. That, yeah, like, no, man. You know how, how disappointed I was when I heard they were bringing on a new item and then they said, it's a chicken sandwich with pimento cheese. I was like, <laughs> where's the spicy nuggets, man? It, they got to bring it. They, I, it, just, it. it just seems too logical for them not to. I love so I, I usually get like the spicy chicken sandwich because I think it it's very good. Um, Man. Having those spicy. Right. I'm not gonna get off course, but I'm gonna give you a Chick Fil A hack. Right? Okay. So you can order the you can order the patty mm-hmm. without the bun. So what I do is sometimes I order patty without the bun, just chop it up and treat it like nuggets. Or, and a lot of folks don't talk about this, and I'm gonna give them their flowers. Chick Fil A has the best fast casual mac and cheese in America. All right, so I'm talking like this tastes like your grandmother's mac and cheese. Like, this is some good stuff. I take the spicy chicken patty, chop it up, and put it in the mac and cheese, and chef's kiss. You're welcome. I'm going to have to go get that now. You, just made, me, you, you just made me want me. I need to start a TikTok for, they call it Fat Kid Diaries. I mean, I grew up <laughs> I grew up a big kid. I did a lot of things that they're doing now. I mean, like, that they're doing now snack-wise that it was doing back in 98, so. I love that. I do love the the fat kid diaries would be a good one. Just food hacks is all it would be like food hacks. You want the bet? You want an ultimate uh, fast? I've seen some people put like the the mac and cheese with the fries and and cut up a chicken, cut up one of the patties and put it in there. And it's just like I think you put like ranch and buffalo sauce in it. I've seen a, a lot of people. I mean, that's just that. that's just too much, man. Like yeah. just like I'm talking. You got to have texture and integrity when it comes to food, right? When you just start throwing a bunch of stuff in a bowl. Doing a bunch of sauces, you're getting the same texture. It, it that you need different layers, right? Food is about texture, visual. I could get into podcasting about that, but it's a different story. So. I love it. 
uh, we, but, uh, we got another food question, actually. Speaking of it, uh, we, we manifested it uh, from Carinder here, and he says, brisket chili, chunks or shredded? Chunks. I agree. Chunks. You have to have the chunks. I like the, like the, as you're talking about with texture, I like to have that bite of meat. You have to have the bite, right? It, it's a totally different experience. Shredded, you, you start not getting equal portions. Yep. Um, starts getting it between your teeth, like all type of stuff. So you, you want to get the chunks. It's just better. Got some good questions coming up here. Uh, Zach Spinner asks, what do you think is the biggest lesson Andy learned from the last time he was defending champs versus now? And what do you think he's doing differently this time post-win? Hmm, I'm trying to see. Um, I, I, w- I would say um, I don't know if he's learned anything. I mean, Andy's a consistent guy, right? He's going to treat every year the same, and the standard's the standard, right? Like, it doesn't matter if he's coming off a Super Bowl win. It doesn't matter if he's coming off a loss. It doesn't matter if he's not in the playoffs the previous year. The standard's the standard. The objective every year is to win the Super Bowl and he goes about it that way. Um, obviously, you learn from your past, and there are things you tweak. Um, but um, I'm not sure there's much for him to learn. I guess he's he, he they've been there for a minute, so he he knows what to do. Right. He has been around. He's been around the block. Now he's got those two Super Bowls. I think he absolute lock for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it's a conversation. Arguably, either. arguably the greatest coach of all time. I mean, I, yes. I I used to say Bill Belichick, but he's been kind of suspect lately. So. Well, that's Tom Brady, man. You start talking about that conversation, he hasn't really done anything without Tom. It's kind of suspect now. I mean, I, I was 100% behind Bill being the greatest of all time, right? Yeah. But when you look at their bodies at work, you look at the course of time, although Andy doesn't have as many Super Bowl titles, Andy has been more consistent, and he's done it with multiple quarterbacks. Yes. he. That's. I think that's <laughs> like, the big thing. Yeah, he, he's 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 in it every he's in a conversation every year and a contender every year. Um, yes, Bill just has those side titles, but you can say now that that may have been because of Tom. I think that there's a there's a, a decent argument to be made that maybe maybe Bill was a system coach instead yeah. of uh, Tom being a system quarterback <laughs> in, in terms there. Yeah, uh, but no, when when you start to look at like all time wins and stuff, like Andy's up there. Like Andy's like almost to the to the top of it. Um, and that's a that's a hard conversation to to pull him out of when you're talking about all time gracious. So in terms of all time wins, he's won at two places, which I think is yeah. probably the most important, uh, like the most impressive thing is he won in Philadelphia. He didn't get that Super Bowl in Philadelphia, but he came in Kansas City and immediately made a team that was what were they two and fourteen before he came. Mm-hmm. And, um, five. Yes, and he he it was an immediate flip, and I think that that's the most impressive thing that he's done in his career. The real question would be. If you can turn back time and give Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, majority of the career, would he have more Super Bowls than Bill? And I say yes. Right? Wow. Obviously, because of wow. because of father time, and I'm sure Andy wants to do things outside of football and life, he's not going to be able to enjoy a you know twenty year career with Patrick. So, um, but we've seen in this short period of time what he's been able to do. So, I would say yes. It's really good. I like that hypothetical. Um, it's fun to think about, but um, listen, I was a big I was a big Donovan McNabb fan. Like I thought Donovan McNabb was was a really great quarterback, and yeah, was. I, I like those teams with uh, was it Brian Dawkins was a running back, and they had uh, Donovan McNabb. Like those, they had um, that was Brian Dawkins was safety. They had um, oh, that's right, running back was Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, and yeah. they had Sproles for a little bit. They had some they had some really good teams there in Philly, man. They had some dudes. They really did. 
Um, all right. This is an interesting question. I do want to get your take on this. I, I don't know. You guys talked about it a little bit on on one on one the last episode you guys did. Uh, but uh, we want to get Derek in the mountains wants to get Jeff take on Bienemy getting called out by Ron Rivera. I think that was really weird, man. I think that um, I don't under, quite understand that, right? I understand. I do understand the players' take, right? Because because EB is a tough coach, but you gotta put your big boy pants on. EB EB is one of those guys that. He ain't going to just break you down. He's also going to build you up. And he wants what's best for you. And he's going to love on you, too. Um, so I, I kind of understand them because they don't have that experience with them. Maybe you haven't been around long enough. But Evie's a great dude, great coach. But for the head coach to bring that to the light of the public, it, you knew it was going to create a, cra- a shitstorm. Excuse me. Yeah. No, you're good. So I don't understand why that was even public knowledge. That You keep that in-house. I mean, you don't. You never hear Andy Reid. No, coming out saying, I mean, and saying the things that happened in Kansas City, right? No, I mean that's in-house stuff. So it's weird. That's all I can say. It was, and like, like you mentioned, the reporters didn't ask about it. No, I think the, about it. the reporters said like, "Hey, how are people like adjusting to?" You know, Eric Bieniemy has a clear coaching style difference from a lot of coaches, right? Mm-hmm. He's very vocal. When you're out there at camp, you can hear him. Like that's yeah. just the thing. So I think that. The reporter was just genuinely asking, like, hey, how are players adjusting to it? And Ron Rivera just threw him straight under the bus. It's very weird. Uh, we call it a beep, beep. He rolled him over and went back. Like, he reversed. Um, so I I don't know if that was like a, I don't know, maybe is he intimidated by EB? Is that one of those things where really? he, hey, this guy might end up being the next head coach here? And I don't know. I've only heard good things about Ron Rivera, by the way. Yeah, same. Like, all great things. From a player's side, from a coach's side, like he, he has all positive feedback throughout the league. But I just think this instance was weird. Both Andy Reid coaching tree guys too. Yeah. Um, so like both guys that have that have that uh, commonality in mind. So it was it was a very weird situation. All right, Jeff. A few more here. Uh, this one is from uh, Matt Lane here. Uh, us at KCSN. Who was the freakiest player you played with in the weight room? In the weight room. Ooh, I'm gonna say. Probably Don Terry Poe. Mm, I can see that. And and that's pound for pound. And that's hard to do at 340 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like that that is absolutely nuts, the things that he was able to do with weight in the weight room. Um, and he wasn't just throwing around baby weights. I mean, this guy's getting under 600 pound squats. And I'm over there with my 316 looking over, like, I got to block this guy today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, probably Don Terry Poe. Ricky is weight room. That makes sense. Have it. Maybe he was moving that thing. I bet he was yeah. moving some weight. Moving some weight, man. I mean, bench press out of this world, hand clean. Um, I mean, obviously explosive. We we saw the combine, right? It translated in the weight room big time and on the football suit. He had a pretty impressive bench press, didn't he? Uh, like 40, I think he had like 45 or something, 44, around that range. I'm going to look yeah. it up real quick. But, uh, I do remember him uh, having a super impressive combine in terms of uh, measurements, 44. 44 yeah. reps of 225. That's yes, yes. Wow. He made he made the weights look like the fake weights. That's incredible. Oh, I I would love just to see him, just to watch him do. I obviously like now it wouldn't. He probably he's not moving that same way. But second like, second to him was like Brian Cushing. That makes so sense. those two guys were just yeah. They could if they didn't want if they didn't play football, they both could be strong man competition type guys. Wow. Ryan Cushing makes sense. Those two, those two guys. If you would like, if 
at the at face value, if you'd say like Brian Brian Cushing, man, he's a freak in the weight room, I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. Uh, Don Terry Poe, freak in the weight room. Yep, okay, that that does make sense. Um, okay, let's wrap up with uh, with this one right here from Isaac Hugh. What was the most encouraging thing you saw from the Chiefs' offensive line last? The most encouraging thing that I saw from the Chiefs' awesome offensive line was the pass protection. I mean, they were on point. They gave Peck a clean pocket every single time he dropped back. And they were working together, man. Like, it looked like they'd been together a lot longer than they have, which is um, scary. I don't know what they did in the offseason. I don't know if they're just all meant to be together, if it's like a stepbrother situation. Like, I don't know. They're best friends. Like, it's it's amazing to see. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to the regular season, like I said, at the opening. I'm going to throw another question here, too, because you you talking about they're not skipping a beat makes me wonder. Do you think having the, that interior core of, you know, Tooney, Creed, and and Trey, that helps those tackles step in a little bit easier? 100%. Um, they solidify the pocket. They solidify this offensive line. Um, they're the head of the snake, in my opinion, right? Like, um, it makes the tackle job a lot easier when they know that the integrity of the pocket, meaning the interior, is going to be stout and that the quarterback has an opportunity to step up, step up yeah. right? So now they know that they – in, in a bad situation, as long as they don't get beat up and under, they can run a guy by. That gives the tackles ultimate confidence in pass protection. And then also with them being the standard and them being the best group in the NFL, interior-wise, we got pride, man. Like, we're, we're yeah. professional athletes. We don't want to be the fucking weakest link. Yeah. So you're going out there like, man, that's great. I got to be great too. So I don't want to be the guy. And that, that plays a huge factor in going out there and performing. I love it. Jeff, thank you for taking some time and talking, uh, answering the, the people's questions uh, after the uh, second preseason game. Really appreciate it. Uh, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this week's episode of 21 Questions. Make sure to stay tuned. Uh, I have another short week next week, so I assume the 21 Questions will be out on Sunday again next week, but we'll let you know who will be answering those questions. If you are in on the Discord, make sure to stay tuned to that 21 questions channel we'll let you know and uh, also if you're not a part of the discord what are you doing go ahead and get in there by subscribing at kcsn.substack.com five dollars a month thirty dollars a year gets you access to the substack plus film breakdowns and everything great that we got at our substack newsletter so for tucker for or i'm tucker franklin for jeff allen we'll talk to you next time thank you guys for listening thank you for listening to kc sports network we appreciate your support don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.